Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Money Night Podcast. I'm Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor here at Chessman Wealth Strategies. I'm so glad you could join us. As you can tell, our host, Ben George, is not with us today. It's just me. But today I have a great special guest that I'm going to be interviewing. And I'm excited to have him on the call today on the podcast. It's Jeff Whittle. He's a certified implementer of the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And a lot of you are wondering, what the heck is that, EOS? I haven't heard of that. Or maybe you are familiar with it. And we're going to go into more detail about that today. He has clients throughout the United States, including us at Chessman Wealth, and helps them achieve growth results they don't think were possible. And I can attest to that here at Chessman. A little bit about Jeff, a little background. Uh, hello, Jeff, by the way. <laughs> How are you, Wade? I'm doing awesome. Good. Prior to founding Whittle & Partners, his, his firm, he spent six years as CEO of Royal Seating. And you'll, you'll tell us a little bit more about Ro- Royal Seating so we can understand that a little bit more. Sure. But I, I do know that after f- the company had been in business for 40 years and they achieved their record revenues in Jeff's his, only his second year. So that's, that's saying something. Thanks. Jeff's got a lot of academic credentials, MBA from University of Florida, a JD from Vanderbilt, a BA from the University of South Florida. So two Florida schools and somehow you made your way to Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah, well, well, that'd be an interesting question as well. A lot of other things on Jeff's bio here. It's a, a, a full page. I know you can tell by looking at the background that one of the things Jeff and I both enjoy is guitar, but he also lo- enjoys golf, running, scuba diving, travel, and he has three children and lives in Dallas with his wife, right. Polly, and their dogs, Chloe and Gator. Gator. Go I, Gators. I just picked up on that. Go Gators. Yeah, go Gators. All right, Jeff. So... And we talked a little bit about, you know, the purpose of this whole podcast, this business owner podcast, is to hear from DFW business owners who can tell us their story on business, on money, and everything in between. So uh, this will be the second in that series. And I thought, you know, what better person to interview would be Jeff? Because not only is he a business owner, but he works with business owners on a daily basis. Right. And so you have a lot of insight. Why don't you tell us a little bit about... uh, your business and how you came to be into it. And and then talk about this thing, this EOS thing and how that works. No, I'll be happy to. Um, I started my consulting practice back in uh, 2011 and was doing a lot of work with companies around strategic planning. I, I had a history of that kind of work. And after working with a number of different companies, it was obvious that, you know, the strategy was the easy part. Putting together the strategy was was not what they were really looking for. They mm-hmm. thought they were looking for strategy. What they were looking for was, how do we do this? How do we get this done? Yeah, how do you implement and, it? Right. How, how do you take this strategy and make something happen with it? And and so a, a friend of mine introduced me to a book called Traction. Right. It was writ, written by Gino Wickman. And in that book, Gino outlines his system that he called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And uh, I guess about in 2013, I began uh, going through the book. I I got my training through EOS Worldwide, and my practice has has grown ever since to the point where that's now exclusively what I do is working with companies that that want to use EOS as the foundation for their business. Why why should a company use EOS? Because remember, I think I told you the story, but I heard 
somebody come and speak to our one of our groups that I'm in. Uh, it was the East Dallas Exchange Club, and she came mm-hmm. and spoke about traction. She even gave us the book, and I'm like, oh, what is this? It's, it, and I actually <laughs> had it on my shelf for like six years. Right. But, you know, so okay. why – but just – and it wasn't because it wasn't good. It's just because I didn't understand it. Like, why would I right. need this? But, you know, if you're like a lot of business owners, one of the – you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's like, yeah, there's all these great ideas, but how do you – what's the process? And some entrepreneurs just have this built into them. And great right. for them. I wish I did. But what I wanted was something that said, do this, this, and this. Right. And chances are you'll have better results or the results you're looking for. So, you know, tell tell us a little bit more about EOS. And then, you know, why does someone, why would someone use someone like you to help them implement? Why not just do it on their own? Sure. Happy to. Uh, I, I remember uh, as a CEO, the first day, at work and you sit down and you're, you've got a big desk and a big chair and everybody <laughs> sits across from you. And they, I, I remember distinctly feeling like, I don't know what to do. You know, you're there, you're in the chair, but you just wish there was a playbook. You just wish there was a recipe, just do this. And that's what traction was for me. It was that recipe I'd mm-hmm. always been looking for. Uh, it's designed to get businesses strong in, in six fundamental areas. You know, vision is absolutely one of them. You know, do we know where we're going? But then there are components around making sure that you've got people who share the core values that, that exude from your company, that they all know exactly what their roles are and they're capable of being successful in those seats. That's the people component. There's a data component where we, we try and measure the, whether we're doing the right things that you, each week because that's what's going to get us the outputs in the future, right? If we just do everything the right way week in and week out, just keep putting the right stuff in the machine and measuring it, we'll get the outcomes that we're looking for. And so that's what we're looking for with, with data in an EOS world and making mm-hmm. sure that people know what numbers they're responsible for. Okay. There's a... There's a process component. Do, do we know how we do what we do? For in your example, uh, with with your business, you know, do do we know the Chessman way of doing things? How are we going to make sure we serve our clients consistently with uh, a documented process that everybody follows? So that's the process component. There's an issues solving component. That's sometimes the funniest one. People wonder, well, what what do you mean issues? Yeah, what do you mean issues? Yeah. And and the fact is every business has a zillion issues. The the challenge is never that there aren't enough issues. The challenge is that that most business owners don't do a great job of prioritizing those and then using an effective process for solving them. Mm -hmm. So so we teach that. And then finally, there's a traction component. Does the business regularly and consistently bring itself into the pits, have have a quarterly checkup where we hold ourselves accountable for what we said we were going to do, and, and then we reconnect with the strategy again and decide what's important for the coming quarter. And so that, that rhythm, that traction rhythm around the quarterly sessions and, and the weekly meetings, as you know, we call them level 10 meetings, that the leadership team has, you, you just keep the circles connected. And and so that's what the model is all about. Okay. And then how do you, so, I mean, so how do you then help some, a company like ours or another company? And you help all kinds of companies, right? I mean, just. It, it's amazing how agnostic this system is. Right. Uh, everything from industrial chemical companies to professional and financial services companies like yours, Technology companies. I'm, I'm working with a reserve unit of the United States Air Force. It, really? It, yeah. It's just one size truly does fit all. Uh, right. That's that's what we found. So 
the way well, I, I would. I, hey, I've got a question then. Yeah, let's hear Who it. isn't it for? Who would not be a good candidate, right? Because, you know, we talked about this when we met you. We're like, yeah. you know, they're not, it, were, it could work for all kinds of companies, but don't you have to have a certain kind of mindset? I think you do. And and I'd love to hear your feedback on this. Uh, first of all, you need to be willing to, to be open and honest with the members of your team. You know, right. it, do, it, it does not work well with an autocratic uh, leader. You've got to have a team that's willing to tell each other the truth and that's willing to hear the truth and, and to go places where sometimes it's a little nerve wracking mm-hmm. and you haven't been there before. But it all starts with that. You, you've got to really want to do this because... As you know, I, I don't come in with a magic wand and do EOS to you, and then everything is different. <laughs> you know, we we teach the system and we te- and we teach the leaders, but it's it's the leaders who have to want to do this work. It can sometimes be hard. You know, right. you might have to separate from people who've been part of your organization for a while, not because they're bad people, but just because they're not in the right role. They can't be successful in what you need them to do, mm-hmm. and and so. That's the starting point. You have to you have to want to do the hard work to get this done. And I think the most important part after the desire is the willingness to learn because it's just like learning how to play golf or guitar. At first, it feels really clunky, right? Yeah. Do you remember when we first got started with with your level ten meetings? Yeah, they were really. I mean, it took a while to get going, but now we consistently give them tens every week, and we yeah, they're great. And and it's about getting the reps in. You know, I, I tell people, this is just like a golf lesson. And your very first golf lesson, we're going to give you the clubs and show you how to hold it. And we're, we're going to tell you some things. But the real work comes out on the driving range. The, the real work comes when, after the session, you go out and you just work on it. And you find what works and you find what doesn't work. And right. that experience gets you better. And so... After a year, you know, I'd be interested. What's what's different in your business now than it was a year ago with right. the U.S.? Well, one of the biggest things that's made it different for us is that we just have a process to follow that mm-hmm. where things get done. Right. You know, before, thing, it's not like things didn't get done, but now it's much more systematized. Like, we have quarterly things that we want to get. They call them rocks, but we want right. to get them. I'm, like, I'm telling you. I mean, you know that. <laughs> we, but for those listening, they're called rocks in the EOS world. Um, and you focus, you're more focused on getting those done. And then when issues, problems, concerns, or whatever you want to call them come up as a firm, instead of going walking into someone's office necessarily and trying to hash it out, you, you list it down, you write it down, and then you work through it. Right. So it's just helped us be a lot more focused on you know, why we're in business, what are our values, what are we trying to achieve, you know, how can we live out our values? And mm-hmm. I guess one of the biggest things was helping us write out those values and then communicate that to the rest of the team. That's an interesting exercise, isn't it? Yeah. When you discover your core values. Yeah, I really enjoyed that part, thinking it through. And, you know, some of those we had in the back of our mind, and I think we were trying to live them out, but to write them down, it holds you accountable to what you said you wanted to do. Right, like you know, right. one of our values is to uh, to have fun. For example, that's just right. one value. So, because this business is kind of stodgy and boring, so why not have fun doing it? Right. Yeah. Uh, another one is to be others focused. We want to be uh, servant minded. Right. So, what does that mean? Well, we talk about that. What does that mean, and how do we live it out? So, that's one of the things that EOS has done for us, and I know a lot of other successful companies have used it. 
so let's go back to your story though a little bit. So, you know, you were doing consulting, like you said, on your own, and then somehow you got introduced to EOS. Well, I'm I'm assuming you didn't flip a switch one day and then all of a sudden clients came your way. How did you go about, you know, building your business once you decided that, hey, this EOS thing's for me and I want to help other companies implement it? How did you go about building that up over time? It, it took me a while, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I struggled kind of with the whole concept of selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I practiced law for 15 years, and that was back in the old days when you didn't see billboards and you didn't see commercials, all that stuff. For the it, hammer? It, you weren't the well, hammer? Well, I was not the hammer. Okay. Uh, I know the hammer's brother, though. Oh, very, <laughs> okay, he's good. He's a very nice guy, yeah. Uh, but you sort of had it beaten into you that uh, – Attorneys just don't sell. You know, there are even right. some ethical constraints about what you could do to advertise. Right. And so I sort of had this real callous over the whole idea of selling. And so at first it, it, it was very hard for me, Wade, because I I felt like I had to sell, right? right? I felt like I have something, I want you to buy it. And that put a lot of pressure on me. And and, and one day I finally realized in talking to a few clients, you can't sell what I do. You can't make somebody do this. They have to really want to do it. Right. They, they, they have to want a different result than they're getting in their business. They have to want this system and this structure. And so I remember it, it just felt like I put down the whole idea of selling it and just focused on, is this something that can help these people? And do they want to be helped? And so it became more of a discovery process. And, mm-hmm. and over over time, you know, started with a couple of clients and then it worked up to five and then 10. And, and now at any given time, I'm working with 20 to, to 23, 25, maybe clients uh, just like yours who are in various places on the continuum of implementing EOS. Some that have just gotten started, some that are a year in like you are, some right. who have, have graduated because they've they've gotten through the system and they've, they, they're they running on it. And okay. so, yeah, so that, that's how it grew. Just one client at a time uh, looking for folks that this could help. Right. It's like you said, you can't really sell it. All you can do is educate people on the benefits and then it's really a leap of faith at some point. You just have to decide Yeah. If we're gonna do it and give it a whirl and I've been it's been a really great for us. Oh, I'm glad. And and it all starts with are you getting what you want from your business? If if you're already getting exactly what you want from Yeah, your then you business, don't need you. Right. You don't need me. Uh you know, don't mess that up. But uh mostly we're working with people who have gotten their business to a certain point. It's grown. This is not a turnaround strategy. It's not for companies that are failing. This is designed to help companies who've grown to the point where the owners and the leaders look at look around and they realize, gosh, we've never done this before. We've, right. we've never been this big. We've never had this, this much in the way of customers or revenue. And the old way of doing things just isn't working. And, and so the right client for me is someone who's really eager to find that answer, you know, who wants that structure and that system. And then ultimately, hopefully, the results that, that come from that. You know, systems are great, but they're only as great as the results that they drive. And, right. and so, you know, I'd be interested in hearing from you. I mean, we've never had this conversation. What results are different at your firm having used EOS for a year? Just a lot more organized when it comes to what it is we want to achieve and how mm-hmm. we want to help our clients. We just have a lot. It's much more set out. It's like we're not just winging it as much. We mm-hmm. we have a plan for everything. And when problems and issues come up, we have a plan to solve those. And it's just made us a lot more efficient. 
helps us stay more on task. So it gives you, like I said, if if you are already doing great, and you don't need anything, then you're probably not a good fit. Just right. like if you're just like if you're out there and you're thinking about, you know, talking to us about becoming a client. If you're on a scale of one to ten, if you're feeling really great about your financial situation, right. and you're a nine or a ten, well, then you don't need us. Right. But if right. you're a six or seven, we, we want to get you to an eight or nine and eventually a ten. Same kind of concept. So for us, we just like you said, we had grown over the years. And we were looking to be more efficient and to take things to the next level. And it's helped us stay organized and stay on task. Oh, we glad. just get a lot more done right Good. now. So I, this is the second in this series of business owner podcast. And one question I always like to ask is, and this is perfect for you because you talk to so many different business owners. Um, give, what's some advice that you would give to business owners Um just based on your experience having run a business, owning a business, and working with business owners? Well, it's, it goes back to one of the words you've used many times, and that's focus. It's, it's just so easy to get distracted. It's so easy to let the phone and email rule mm, your day. Right. And, and the hard thing to do is to set all that aside. And, to, and it, it sounds trite, but it's true to, to actually work on the business. So many people get vapor locked while they're so busy trying to keep their head above water and they don't do that important work to to ask hey truly who are we who fits in this organization mm -hmm. you know what what are our long-term goals not what are we going to try and achieve this quarter but what are we building here what does success look like you remember we we talked about a 10-year target right. and and the great thing about a 10-year target is, is it forces you to kind of look up from the day to day and, and ask yourself the question, what does big, giant, way off in the future success look like? And for many companies, that completely shifts the planning paradigm because they're no longer thinking, well, we always grow at 8% a year. And so how are we going to go find that 8% this coming year? Instead, if we know we're building this this big, giant thing that we're excited about, the question now becomes, what do we need to do to build that? Mm -hmm. And and so that 10-year target, it, it just changes the way you think about planning. Right. So so focus, understand what you're building and stay focused on that. I love that. Because it's e like you said, it's easy to get wrapped up in the day-to-day -day stuff. Right. One of the things that EOS helps you do is, is regularly with an or in an organized way is to go back to those bigger issues that uh, those issues that will get you to that bigger term goal. Right. 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 What is we, it? We plan yeah. backwards. You might remember, you know, we did the 10 year target. Then we did a three year picture. What do we think the business is going to look like in three years? And only then did we do kind of your one year plan because we had to ask the question, all right, what have we got to do in 2020 to make sure we're on track to be that company in three years. And then the final step in that, you mentioned rocks. Every quarter, you just get back together and you ask a very simple question. What have we got to do this quarter to make sure that at the end of this year, we're going to check all the boxes on our annual goals and we're going to solve the most important issues? Mm -hmm. It's very, very simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Right. But it's kind of like uh, Stephen Covey talks about the you know the four quadrants. You know you've got these issues that are important but not right. urgent. Right. Those are the things that don't typically don't get any attention. Right. And unless you have a, at least for me, unless you have a process to get there. And then so we talked about it a little bit, but I want you to go into more detail. So again, you said it's not complicated. 
but it's hard. I mean, I, I can answer this, but I want to hear it from you. Okay. How do you then add value? Because you obviously do, or I wouldn't keep having you do it. But how do you <laughs> add value when you work with these with clients? I mean, what what's the benefit of having an implementer? And so in your world, you're called an implementer. Right. For those right. people out there listening. How do you help? What What value do you bring to the table? Well, hopefully this aligns with the experience that you're having. And if it doesn't, jump in and let me know because this is the experience I want you to be having. Okay. Well, I'll I'm, let you know then. Good. Good. <laughs> I, I've got three primary roles. The one is I'm a teacher. I'm a certified EOS implementer. That's the highest designation within EOS worldwide. I've, I've worked with almost 100 companies now. I know this system. Uh, right. So it, it starts with... I would agree with, with that. Thank you. You know, I can teach this to you. And teaching is part of it. Another part of it is facilitating because a lot of the work that we do, you know, yes, I know the system, but but you guys do all the work, right? You're the right. ones who make the decisions about what's important, where are we going to go, what are we going to do, how are we going to solve these issues? And, and so I facilitate that process, hopefully in a way that we stay on task, and we get more of the right stuff done and everybody participates. So there's a facilitation component to that. And then the third kind of hat I wear is a coach. And, and I resisted that term for a long time. You know, here in Dallas, for a long time, coach was kind of a euphemism for unemployed CEO. You know, if, <laughs> if, if you were a coach, you were a CEO is really looking for a job. Uh, but I've come full circle on that. You know, a coach is somebody who helps you get something out of yourself that you can't get without them. You know, it's that person that you'll do the extra push-up for or run the extra lap for. And and so that coaching component is is really important. Quarter in and quarter out, teams know that we're going to get together and I'm going to hold them accountable for what they said they were going to do. And believe it or not, teams get more done because that that coaching relationship is one that they find is important and valuable and they want to get done what they tell the coach they're going to do. Right. So so those are my roles, teacher, yeah. facilitator and coach. Does that fit? That definitely fits and I would also say that if you're a business owner out there and you're not periodically getting out of your business, going somewhere else, not in your office and you're not sitting down with your team on a periodic basis, I think you're really missing out. Because, you know, there's something about just even not being in your own office where you're right. focused and you're planning and you're not, you're, it just helps you get a different mindset. Yeah. There, there's a reason we don't do our sessions in your office. Right. Yeah. The phones are ringing and people are sticking their heads in. Yep. Right. Take them off site. Right. That's been very valuable too. And the other component of it too, that, that I think helps, I think a lot of, I'm probably not the only business owner that struggles with, you know, dealing with people and. Uh, employees and all the issues around that. Yeah. So the other thing I like about EOS, and that's I guess that's one of the other big reasons that I wanted to do it is it has a process for that as well. And, and it sounds real simple, right? Yeah. Right people, right seats. And, and everybody goes, well, yeah, I've heard that a zillion times. But at least until I started working with EOS, I didn't have a way of articulating what that meant. And, and as you now know, the right people share our core values and behave in ways that are consistent with them. They're in the right seat if we've done the work to structure the business properly, to answer the question, what's the right structure to take us forward? We're not memorializing our org chart. We're, we're asking, what, what are the functions we need to take us forward? 
And then for every single role, we're, be, we're being clear about what that person's responsible for. And only then can you answer the question, is that person in the right seat? Because if they don't get, want, and have the capacity to do the job that you need them to do, that's mm-hmm. not the right seat for them. So there, that's more words than right people, right seat. But it's a, it's a very simple concept that, that is so easy for business owners to, to lose sight of because people can be sticky. People can be painful. It, it can be really difficult sometimes to deal with with people issues. And what we're trying to do is just distill it down into a few very simple questions. Do they share your core values and is that how they act? And number two, do they get, want, and have the capacity to do the job you need them to do? Very simple, but very powerful. Right. But there's processes built into this EOS system that helps you work on that. And it right. helps you stay in better communication with your folks. It, when we hired our newest team member, one of the things that helped was having some of these ideas in the forefront. And what was great is that that person was attracted to those values. Exactly. So, with, you know, we put those values out there as in the forefront for the job, and that person self-selected, hey, these are values that I can relate to, and these are important to me too. So right. part, the, the people part of it has been a big part of it too for me. And I, I forgot to mention that earlier. I wanted to bring that up, but that's been really helpful just for better communication within the team. Yep. Well, we see that all the time and the people component can be one of the most powerful things you'll do. Well, I'm going to wrap this up here in a few minutes, but another component I really like, and again, if you're a business owner, you, these are just some concepts that you can implement on your own, but um, talk, talk a little bit about the clarity break. That was a new concept that was, a, was talked about in the book and you've talked about it before. Uh, I need to do a better job of doing that, but what is a clarity break and why would you do that? A, a clarity break is an opportunity to take yourself away from everything and just see where your brain takes you. That's scary uh, for me. I know. Uh, we keep your training wheels on uh, most of the time when we do that, but um, it's for many businesses are, are just so consuming, Wade. And, yeah. and what we ask the, the people to do is take a blank sheet of paper or a yellow pad or whatever your writing device of choice is and just let your brain work. You know, it was Henry Ford, I think, who said words to the effect of thinking is really hard work. That's why most people won't do it. Yeah. And, Especially and, now in today's society, we're right. so wrapped up with phones and computers. And it's I, it really is difficult just to sit there. And just think or, yes. or just to get away. Yeah, but to see where your brain takes you. And and that's one of the hardest things for people to sometimes do is they say, well, what do I think about? And the answer is, you'll find out. Mm-hmm. You know, what what really is going on inside your head? If, if you had a, a cup of coffee and the phone wasn't ringing and you could just start letting your brain talk to that piece of paper. Sometimes it's ideas. Sometimes it's new products. Sometimes it's thinking about an issue that you want to solve. Sometimes it's processing through a challenge that you're having with a person. But sometimes when we're in sessions, I'll I'll ask you, okay, let's take five minutes and I want you to think about this. And five minutes seems like forever, right? Right. But once you get going, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And And it seems like forever because we're just not conditioned anymore to require of ourselves that we sit down, focus, get rid of all the distractions and actually do that hard work of thinking. Mm-hmm. And and when you do that, 
it can be powerful. A, a friend of mine, another implementer in uh, in Florida, Chris White, has uh, re- recently written a book. I haven't been able to read it yet, but it's all about clarity breaks. Well, I'd love and, to get. I'd love to yeah, read that. I'll, I'll make sure you get a copy. Chris is a great guy. I know it's going to be a wonderful book. And, and it really, I hope, demystifies that whole thing. Uh, but once you get good at it, I've got clients who come in and they've got these color-coded things in their hmm. flow charts. And, and it's all because they gave themselves mm-hmm. permission to just think. And that was work. Hmm. I'm going to set that as one of my goals for 2020 is to get better at that. I've been working on my goals kind of here at the end of the year, my personal stuff. I think oh, that's a good one because yeah. uh, it can be really powerful. One of the things that you, I think you'd mentioned, if you're not sure what to do, is you can always start with what's working and what's not. Yeah, we ask that in your life and question. whatever. Right. What if you can answer the question, "What's not working?" Then you've got all kinds of great things to think about. I don't know if I have enough paper. Well, uh, the great thing about paper is we can make some more for you. <laughs> Come on, things are working. I'm for kidding. You guys. <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, that was awesome stuff. Tell me, tell everyone out there. If they want to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? The easiest way, uh, just shoot me an email. It's letter J Whittle with no spaces, J-W-H-I-T-T-L-E at Whittle and Partners. The end is spelled out, whittleandpartners.com. Okay. okay. And do you have a website or anything? I or do, just, yeah, okay. it, uh, whittleandpartners.com. So if you Googled Whittle and Partners, you would that would be right there? I sure hope so. I mean, if, if not, I'm working with the wrong uh, marketing people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you Google my name and don't find it, that would be bad, right? Right. Okay, so, you know, for you, those of you out there that want to learn more, just, you know, shoot him an email. And he, you know, during the day, you're busy. Right. So a lot of times, so you'll get to him usually a little bit later because you're out Absolutely. there helping people and you're not taking phone calls in the middle of our meetings. Trying not to. I no. think that'd be rude. <laughs> it's, no, it's great. I really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us today. I really enjoyed it, and I love the system. I love working with you, and I, I just thought people would really enjoy hearing from somebody that really, it, no pun intended, but you're in the trenches yeah. every day with business owners, and you're seeing what they're dealing with. So the other thing that you can offer is perspective. When you're dealing with so, someone like me, you can you can pull upon history and examples from other companies, other industries too, which I think is really right. good. I know right. in our business, we tend to just focus on trying to learn from other people in our own business, but there's a lot to be said from learning from outside. As well, you'd be amazed how many times when we uh, start working with clients, uh, the the percentage of people who look at you and go, yeah, but but our business is different. Right. And, and everybody, everybody will tell you that. And the fact is that underneath the very, very thin veneer of what it is you do, yeah, most businesses are all the same. Right. They exactly. really are. That makes total sense. Oh, I really appreciate it. Wade, thank you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Again, Wade Chessman here. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. 
Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.